Hare Krishna, everybody. Jai Shula Prabhupada ki jai. Namo Mishnabaraya Krishna Prishnaya Bhutale Shimati Bhakti Vedanta Swamiriti Namari. Namaste Sarasthati Deve Gauruvani Pracharini Nirvisesa Sunyavadi Pascharchade Satarini. Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadar Shri Vasari Gaur Bhakti Vrinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Okay, who knows the definition of sadhana bhakti? You've been practicing it for a long time. What's the definition of sadhana bhakti? I can't hear you. Practice devotion. Oh, I can't hear a word you're saying. I don't even bother talking to you. What's, you know, Divya Kaili, aren't you doing it? Sadhana? Are you doing sadhana? But you don't know what you're doing. Okay, that's not so good. You know? Huh? Those activities and mood which is leading to the sadhya. Which is? Which is leading to the sadhya, which is leading to the Zagikoro. Uh, Anyone know what Rupa Goswami says? Besides making it up. But isn't it strange? You're practicing, everybody talks about sadhana, 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 but no one knows what sadhana is. How do you get results of something that you don't know what it is? <laughs> okay, you have to, you should memorize it. Have you learned it yet? Kriti sadyat bhavit sadhya bhava sadomina vida. Then nitya siddhasya. And then. Those activities by which Vrindam, you, you don't know either. You're teaching so much about spiritual life. I teach other people. Those activities by which one hopes to awaken Bhava. Sort of, but what is the sadhya of sadhan? It's bhava. So those the kriti, those activities, those devotional activities, chanting and hearing, by which one is, will awaken sadhya. It's in what is it? Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, or Chaitanya Charitamrita, Lord Chaitanya was mad. 22, 105. 22105. 
what am I doing? Where am I? Important. But I did that once in temple as well, Budapest, already, not so long ago. Okay, can you just turn the fan, left hand fan? Yeah, turn it to two. Turn it to two. To two. Turn it to two. You can't see. One and next one. And okay. Krishna comes to Iskon, which is very interesting because that sort of defeats the argument that Krishna isn't out, isn't outside of Iskon. Krishna's Krishna's just in Iskon and outside of Iskon. It's not Krishna. Oh yeah, I should talk to you about that. Those letters I wrote. When Swamiji came to New York in September 1965, he was alone and penniless, carrying little more than pure devotion and dedication to the mission of his spirit of his forefathers. As he noted in his diary, he felt deep separation from both Brindavan and from the major deities there. My Lords Govindaji, Gopinath and Radha Damodar. Which is interesting because he's not saying Govindaji, Gopinath, Madan Mohan. But he says Radha Because Prabhupada was living in the Radha temple. Some time would pass and after seven months of mixed results, he opened his first temple on the Lower East Side of New York, as already noted. This eventually led to similar centers in San Francisco, Montreal, Los Angeles, London, and so on, as his movement took root. In all these temples, deities of Krishna gradually emerged, almost mystically, to assuage his pain to relieve the feelings of separation he had endured upon leaving Vrindavan. Those familiar with Iskon history know well the first instances of deity worship in the movement. These are heartwarming narratives that occurred soon after Swamiji founded his institution in 1966. One could cite, for example, the story of his early disciple, Malati Devidasi, who in the spring of 67 quite by chance, happened into a shop in San Francisco and found the wooden deity of Lord Jagannath, as Krishna is known in Orissa. Purchasing the divine icon, she brought him before Swamiji without any idea of who the deity actually was. But upon seeing the Lord's resplendent form, Swamiji made it clear, you have brought Jagannath, the Lord of the universe. He is Krishna himself. Thank you very much. Other early stories involved more conventional Radha Krishna deities, such as small weddle ones now found in New York. They were Swamiji's personal deities from early on and installed in April 1968. These divine forms now accompany Shishi Radha Govinda in Brooklyn. One might also mention Shishi Radha Lananishwara, 
who were installed in England in December 1969, and Shishi Rukmini Dwarkadish in America in 1971, unforgettable too, or Shishi installed the same year as Rukmini Dwarkadish. I mean, this that Prabhupada's personal deities are in New York. I'm curious to look that up. My understanding was that they were here, and way back in 83 or 82, whenever it was, they were stolen and never got them back. The first deity in the West. But a little-known story, and the first of all such tales, introduces us to the beautiful deities currently worshipped at the ISKCON Center in Potomac, Maryland, near Washington, D.C. These deities are known as Sri Sri Radha Madan Mohan, very beautiful deities. Our tales go back to the first Indian benefactor of the Hare Krishna movement, Sajan Singh Sharna. Uh, who is more or less unknown to most devotees. He ran a major Indian handicraft importing business that was called Bells of Sarna. Its first warehouse was based in New York, just as a fledgling Iskon was gaining steam. Sarna, a Sikh from the Punjab who had come to America in 1920, was originally from Rawalpindi, a Sindhi in the Potohar region of Pakistan. Anxious to learn about Western culture, he was surprised by the country's fascination with India and her spiritual riches. Western interests in the Holy Land, in fact, had increased when the first major wave of immigrants arrived from India. This was the first decade of the 20th century. In the 10 years or so before Sarna's arrival then, India had worked its way into America's popular imagination. This became especially apparent when Sarna's newfound American friends offered to buy handicrafts that his family had sent to remind him of home. As a result, his life's direction became clear and a business plan all but called out to him. Establishing himself in New York in the late 1930s as a wholesaler, he specialized in bringing Indian articles to America, mostly textiles, brass items, and incense. These were in particularly high demand and Sharna's business thrived. After having a dream about a magical ringing cowbell, he purchased a, a vast variety of bells and this eventually gave birth to Bells of Sharna. The particular trademark of his company, he gave each bell a name and attached a story tag to each item elaborating its purpose and history in India, it caught on. In the 1960s, the hippies emerged, and with them, an even greater interest in the East. Young people regularly purchased incense, incense holders, statues of Indian divinities, posters, and other paraphernalia to assist both in their meditations and psychedelic experiences. Sharna eventually started to wholesale to department stores, head shops, and gift stores. And as a consequence, his business grew and grew with SS Sarna Incorporated becoming a major industry. Head shop, not a place where you buy heads, although it probably probably be a good business. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.
but it's a uh, uh, head shops were shops for hippies, and since they considered spirituality to be an issue of the head and raising a consciousness, so it, they were they didn't know themselves as head shops; they were just called the head shops. Um, this is where Brahmananda and Gargamuni come in, uh, who, as we know, had joined Swamiji's mission soon after its inception in 1966. The two brothers began visiting Sharna's establishment on Lexington Avenue to purchase paraphernalia for the Temple Gift Shop at 26 Second Avenue, the first ISKCON center in the West. At the Second Avenue Gift Shop, one could find Swamiji's early Indian editions of the Srimad Bhagavatam and a smaller easy journey to other planets, along with Back to Godhead and his introduction to Gitopanishad, his first booklets, I, Who is Crazy, and Krishna, the Reservoir of Pleasure. We never distribute that book, Who is Crazy? It's very good. Special Mahamantra Dayglow posters with distinctive Oriental-style front, and posters from India too, many of Krishna in various poses, the universal form. Swamiji personally selected the specific posters that were ordered from SS Bridgebassi and Sons, Delhi catalog, thus assuring the devotees that the elements in each picture were philosophically accurate and appropriately depicted. Also available in the gift shop were wooden beads in a cellophane bag, including string and instructions for stringing finger symbols obtained from local mo uh, music store, Swamiji's happening record album, incense, and so on. Sharna specifically supplied varieties of brass incense, burners, and strings of small bells and cowbells, which were used in the kirtan. He also supplied cotton bedspreads with Indian designs that were sold as wall hangings, says Brahmananda. We used to go wall hangings, hang them on the ceilings as well, with nets, color, different color nets. We used to go to his midtown showroom. In the small back room, cluttered with bells, brass tools, tables, and all sorts of knickknacks, was a black marble Krishna statue standing on the floor. There were no appended dresses, crowns, or jewelry. These were carved and painted on the form itself. There was a simple metal rod used as a flute. I always noticed that this dust-covered statue on our visits but we never spoke to him about it. We would only glance at it with curiosity. What we knew about deity worship was from Samadhi's first canto of the Bhagavatam, which he had brought from India and from his lectures. Our experiences was only our experience was only theoretical, and with no hands-on deity worship in the movement yet. To ask Mr. Sarna for the statue would have been audacious and there was no question of purchasing it. Funds were low, yet. It was difficult to see Krishna neglected in that way, even though we had no idea what a deity was.
Our relationship with Sarna was largely business-like. He was clean-shaven and with no turban, but he was a Sikh. We rarely discussed spiritual matters, nor did he ever actually visit the center. But we did have one thing in common. He liked selling his handicaps because he was proud of Indian culture, and he made this clear to us. In a similar way, we were also sharing with the West something that originated in India. So there was overlap here. And he loved explaining the use of cowbells, elephant bells, and temple bells in India. This was clearly his field. His lifelong dream was to establish a museum of Indian culture in New York. So he was importing all kinds of arts and crafts and storing them. End quote. One afternoon in the winter of 1967, just after Swamiji had left for San Francisco to nurture his fledgling central heir, Mr. Sarna called the devotees on the phone. He told them that he had something for them and that they should come to the apartment as soon as possible. When Brahmananda and Gargamuni arrived, along with then-newcomer Rupanugadas, Sarna told them they would take the Krishnamurti with them for their temple. He never said why, nor did they ask, fearing he would change his mind. Brahmananda assumed that perhaps it was a hard item to sell and that he was just sitting there collecting dust. But more likely, it was Sarna, in his piety, wanted to assist Swamiji's vision. As Sarna's younger, youngest daughter, Shivani, says, quote, My dad was a Sikh, but really a yogi, in that he loved God in all forms, including nature, people, and so on, while he loved Krishna. He also loved Buddha, Mahavir, Christ, and all the dear ones. He was committed to bringing the East to the West, and did so through all sorts of wonderful handicrafts, made it his homeland of India. He was an entrepreneur, and yes, a spiritual man too. He had a warehouse in New York that was his hub for his wholesale business, which spanned the nation. And through this business, he wanted to share the wealth of India. He was famous for his gift giving. It's no surprise that he gave them the deity of Krishna. I'm sure he was as thrilled to give it as they were to receive it." Unquote. Receiving Sharna's okay to take the deity, Brahmananda embraced it in his arms as he, his brother, and Rupanuga made their way back to 26-2nd Avenue. They had come by subway, but they intuitively felt that Krishna should not have to endure a dirty public transit ride. Thinking in this way, they piled into a taxi with their new friend. As they returned to the transcendental haven, a special place was made for the deity, an altar of sorts, and the Lord became a presence in the storefront. At first, of course, there was nothing even remotely resembling proper worship. But then gradually the devotees started offering incense and ringing the bell, a bell no doubt purchased from Sarna's enterprise. Thus, the first Krishna deity in Iskon was born. Swamiji named the deity Madan Mohan. The significance of this name is that Madan Mohan is the first deity in Vrindavan, worshipped by the followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the 16th century. 
a Brahmin had given the deity to Sanatan Goswami, who, because he was old and poor, could not worship the deity with standard requirements, but he did worship him with pure devotion. According to tradition, going back to pioneers of Lord Chaitanya's Krishna consciousness movement, devotees seek the blessing of Sri Sanatana's Madan Mohan deity in Vrindavan when beginning any new project. As Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami did before writing the Chaitanya Charitamrita. It is thus significant that Swamiji, now initiating ISKCON, a relatively new institution, chose to name its first deity Madan Mohan. Additionally, Madan Mohan is the primary deity for beginning devotees. As Swamiji writes in his commentary to the Chaitanya Charitamrita, in the beginning of our spiritual life, we must therefore worship Madan Mohan so that he may attract us and nullify our attachment for material sense gratification. This relationship with Madan Mohan is necessary for neophyte devotees. Unquote. Madan Mohan is thus fitting name for the first of Iskand's deities in the Western world. Interestingly, you, these were. This was the first time I heard of this deity. I didn't. I'd never heard before. My eyes are changing fast. Even this, these glasses are no good. Did you say anything more about going, doing with the uh, cataracts? Uh huh. Interestingly, when Brahmananda and Gargamuni would come before Swamiji together, he would sometimes joke with them, saying, Rupa and Sanatan have arrived. <laughs> Brahmananda was the elder of the brothers and therefore comparable to Sanatan, who was Rupa's elder brother. The original Madan Mohan was Sanatan's deity. It might be noted, too, that when Swamiji was a little boy, he used to visit Toliganj, Calcutta, where his maternal uncles lived, and with them he would visit a Madan Mohan temple across the street from their house. This would have been one of the first Krishna deities he had seen in his life. Perhaps it was this that influenced him when naming the new Krishna deity for his American disciples. A senior devotee from Washington, D.C. area, Damodar Das, remembers the origins of Iskon Madan Mohan deity and where the deity was moved to in the years that follows. His words are recounted in a 1978 letter written to Amaradas. Srila Prabhupada looked at the deity that was in the room with him, a beautiful black marble Krishna, Ma uh, Madan Mohan. I can remember vividly dancing in front of him and having all kinds of realizations. First he was just standing on the altar on the lower tier, as I recall. Then when Lord Jagannath was installed, this deity was given the place of honor way up there on top in his own little house, sometimes peeking discreetly from behind a curtain of white gauze. When we moved to 61st 
Second uh, Avenue. He came to be known as Govinda, and he moved into a glass display case on the left wall of the temple room. Certain amenities, if not puja, were observed. At least I remember that he was given a spray bottle shower every day. Or was it every other day? <laughs> At any rate, his position grew in importance with the move to Brooklyn, where he took up residence in Srila Prabhupada's quarters and for the first time wore some clothes other than the marble ones he brought with him. Unquote. That was good. In the early 1970s, Swamiji wanted Madan Mohan to go to Washington, D.C. to preside over the devotees there. The story, which involves a complex series of events, is retold in Bayasaki Das's Sri Radha Damodar Vilas. But for the purposes of our version, it need merely be noted that at this time Swamiji said, now you have to find him a mate. He, f <laughs> mate. he further suggested that Jamuna Devi Dasi, one of his early female disciples, who happened to be living in Brindavan at the time, arranged for a deity of Radharani to be sent to the West, specifically for Madan Mohan. And she did. When the Radharani deity arrived, Damodar Das drove to Kennedy Airport with his family together, and he brought her to D.C., where he was temple president. It was the summer of 1973. And by the fall, the deities were properly installed and being worshipped by loving devotees. For six years, Madan Mohan had been gracing Iskan with his presence, but only now would he receive his due. In the interim, other deities had made themselves known throughout the movement, accepting worship and inspiring devotees worldwide. But Madan Mohan was the first, even if he had to wait until the early 70s, to receive the appropriate veneration. Yeah, I, was, I stopped because I was just thinking when, uh, I think in 1975, 1975, sometime in January, where's, when's Mardi Gras? Mardi Gras, I think it's in, someone will look it up. Just look, look up on Mardi Gras. Anyway, we were leaving Montreal, just going south, uh, get away from the snow. It wasn't exactly my idea. But uh, anyway, we went on traveling Sankatan and we drove. Does it say? Anyone looking? Looking, just waiting for the internet. Oh. And. Uh, so we drove, and that's a long way. We drove all the way down to New Orleans and uh, Shreveport, big Air Force Base. What a, what a voice You have to get there on payday, and you just stand outside the bank, because everything was manual, so you just go into the bank with their paycheck and they get the cash. Mm -hmm. And you're outside the door and you get the cash when they come out. It was 
heaven. <laughs> More than heaven. Seven days before Easter. Seven days before Easter. Forty-seven days before Easter. <laughs> <laughs> and it's when is that? It's in February. It's in February. I thought so. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we went down, but we stopped in Washington uh, at the temple, and. Uh, 47 days. <laughs> it's 180 days after Christmas. You uh, stopped in Washington. Yeah, I remember it was very, they were very striking because one was brass and one was marble. And uh, oh, they had a great place then. It was on Q Street. It was these ring roads around the capital and they're all everything's government buildings so we had this very uh yeah big stately victorian uh building and then they moved out to potomac out on the uh it's great scenery but uh, sort of out, of out in the semi-country equivalent to uh the manor but Prabhupada wanted, Prabhupada wanted a, uh, he told Ambarish Prabhu he wanted him to uh, uh, make a uh, restaurant and a museum, Diorama Museum in Washington, D.C. That was his real, he actually wanted the Diorama Museum in every temple, so that every temple should have the same Diorama Museum that was in Los Angeles, that was just meant to be a prototype. And uh, anyway, they were, uh, yeah, most important place in the world. I mean, in terms of decisions, like I, we we went. I can't remember. That was for another Hungarian campaign, sometime. I don't know, after 2000, it had some, uh, and, and uh, I went to see, uh, I went to Washington and stayed at the home of uh, one, one devotee. And uh, he, he just lived in town, so I could just navigate and go. And uh, I remember going to the, uh, State Department, which is home office. So I was going to the State Department where they, they were on top of uh, that branch, which was uh, watching Hungary and doing political exchange with Hungary as well. And, uh, and this devotee, we were in the van typical Harry Krishna's in a van. <laughs> and uh, of course I was dressed as a Harry Krishna. So to park, park this van, now this was like, you know, 100 yards from the state uh, building. And that's, you know, foreign affairs and home office and no state, foreign affairs. And uh, 
And so, and there's, there's a fence around it and there's guards everywhere. So this street was like, you know, it was a dead end, which is right in front of the fence. So the guards there. So the devotees backs up, bang, smashes back into a garbage, <laughs> knocks over a garbage can. Then he goes forward and he bangs into a car in the front. And there's these soldiers standing there watching, see what I'm going to, I thought, this guy's going to come and arrest us for sure. And then I get out, you know, on top of everything else. It was, it was funny. But they, they didn't do anything. I mean, I would have expected to take very seriously, at least we're drunks or something. <laughs> it was... It was good. You could, uh, even America, you can get in relatively easily into places. Uh, I'm not going to start because uh, we, we did this instead of tomorrow because uh, I'm supposed to have a meeting today, David Mitmaraj, Niranjan Swami, but uh, because David Mitmaraj had a, a conference, so we put this off until tomorrow, and we brought forward tomorrow's reading today, so the next reading is on Friday. If that's okay. And let's. Uh, uh, I mean, you all come to. Uh, temples, and you're sort of used to everything's there, deities and so on, but uh, we went to temples, there was nothing, there was a picture of Panchatattva on the altar, and then when the deities came in, Jagannath, was, in the beginning we didn't really notice them. Uh, there's all of these additional uh, ingredients that uh, Srila Prabhupada introduced. Uh, yeah, when we moved in, we didn't do uh, we didn't do Guru Puja like we do now. It wasn't that that came early in '74. January or so. I know, remember, they started doing it in Los Angeles, and I was there for this incense meeting. And f then I flew back to Montreal, and I told the temple president, Unumashloka, and then he phoned him up and talked, and that was Prabhupada's instruction to do, uh, do Guru Puja. Mm -hmm. And deities, deity worship, it's a uh, very, uh, very wonderful, very wonderful. It's a good thing I ate most of them. I was just, you know, I, th I think uh, there was, anyway. Uh, 
yeah, yeah, the experience of seeing a deity. And uh, for Indian people, it was natu it's natural. But for Westerners, it was... I'd never been to a Catholic church, so I wasn't, I wasn't used to seeing anything on the altar. Was, there was no, I don't know what, what it was. There was a pulpit, yeah, there's an altar, there's a cross. But the deities and here deities and deities of Krishna. Somehow devotees have this very innocent faith. They just believe it, even when they can't even explain how it's possible. Even just the fact that there's two deities. How is it possible? How can you have two deities of Krishna? In fact, you shouldn't even have a deity of Krishna because deity is another form of Krishna. But it's possible by Krishna's potency because God means one. Or when there's no second. But now, Dvitiyam Nasti, so here it says now, now there's the second, and a third, and a fourth, and a fifth, and th tens of thousands, and they're everywhere. So how can you have many gods? And they're all the gods, same god. And they, they all think individually, you know. Can't figure it out. It's not uh, not for teeny brains. It's very. Uh, it's like when you really think that's why Prabhupada was so against science and scientists, because they start off with this. Here, here are these specks of dust, you know, trying to tell a story about the sun or something. Uh, insignificant little creature, absolutely nothing, and uh, giving all kinds of theories on even what what reality is, what uh, what spirit is, what matter is. I don't know anything. And then they sort of say, I believe in God, I don't believe in God. Who cares what you, God doesn't care what you believe. What's, what is that's the deities? Yeah. Yes. They're, uh, he, they're not very big. They're like two feet. They're two feet. But you can see, they look nicely worshipped. Kartamisha never came marble, he was always in plaster. That's why he was unworshipable. Mm. I never knew that story. Hmm? I never knew that story. No, I've just heard it recently also. Okay. Uh, thank you, uh, everyone. So, yeah, we'll see you Friday. And Mivan Takurani, Bobby, Mindig Batag. That's she at that. And she has a mastery client as a Yelmeik.
Két hete nem látjuk. Jaisula Prabhupada ki jai, Shri Shri Radha Shamsundar ki jai, Jai Shri Panchatattva ki jai, Jai Nitai Gopremanandi. I'm going to go see.